0: Hey, Pastor Freddie T. Wyatt, Pastor of Real Life Church here. Thanks for listening to the podcast. J.V. and I sit down for another conversation. It's always fun. It's always lively. Uh, Today, you'll actually get to hear some not-so-good feedback on a sermon. Uh, You know, real life is for anybody, but it's not for everybody. So uh, I think you'll enjoy this. I think you'll get a good laugh. and, And I think you'll be encouraged by the conversation. I was edified. As Jonathan and I talked today, my soul was strengthened uh, as he recounted the glories of God. So uh, thanks for listening. Share it with a friend. Enjoy. This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. JV.
1: Good morning, Freddie. How, How you are doing? you? How you doing, man? I'm doing good this morning, Fred.
0: Tuesday morning.
1: Tuesday morning. In the lounge. Earlier than last week, we did Tuesday afternoon. And uh, But I, I think Daniel, man, he is, he is wide awake this morning. I guess the hour in the car to get here did it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he said he got behind some... Slow traffic this morning and We thought he was oversleeping because he was a little behind, but he was in the car behind all kinds of other cars. You morning. know, the one thing podcast listeners don't get to hear is Daniel's prayer. And every time, every time before we record, Daniel prays. And so podcast listeners, you were just prayed for by the Daniel Cox.
1: Uh yes, so he does that as Freddie said Every time before podcasts. And it is it is just really, really a wait, great way to start. But I'll say this, Freddie. You know, we keep saying, maybe we should take a picture. Because, you know, for years, I listened to Adventures in Odyssey. Now, Adventures <laughs> in Odyssey is a kid's radio program show. Did you ever listen to it as a kid or as an adult?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would typically change the station. Oh, wow. <laughs> Four o'clock on WNKJ. No, I would listen to it some. Oh, I've. I've bought
1: album upon album. I still listen to it to this day. Do you I got, really, I got the app, the Adventures and Odyssey app. How about that? And so for years and years and years, I have listened to these and the voices, and I have refused to this day, refused to see what these people look like. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if anybody's had that experience on a radio. I had show. that
0: experience when, when Bing had me come up. And to be on WNK, was my
1: next thing I was going to say, Roy
0: Cavendish? Yes, yes, yes. Boy, s- not what I was thinking you were going to look like. I mean, it's I- so funny, Jonathan. When I when when I went out to pastor in Scottsdale, uh, I I'd never Facetimed with the guy before I flew out there. The guy that was the guy that called me, you know, and and um, I envisioned this guy with a a big beer belly and like a black mullet. That's just like it's just what he sounded like, right? And, um, so I flew out and, and the dude is like the coolest, chillest, like he's well dressed, but not over the top. And he's got like round glasses. So he looks professorial, you know, and he's a very handsome man, short haircut, you know? And, uh, (laughs) I told him, uh, when I, when I met him in person, he's a dear friend now, but when I met him in person, I told him that, and he said, "Yeah, I thought you were going to be a little taller, a little thinner." <laughs> so
1: if you have an extended belly or you have a mullet, it's still okay. I don't think Freddie was making any characterizations.
0: Oh no, no, it just sounded like you know. I mean, I, you know, in the southwest, I was just trying to envision. You know, <laughs> I, I guess he thought he'd ride up on his horse or something. Have a gun I on it. the side.
1: All right. Uh, anyway, enough of that. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. We good week here.
0: At Vincent Law Firm. Yesterday,
1: we um yeah we tackled a few little issues and, and it's getting warm outside. Close the loans. Yeah, we got a bird. This bird, yo, was oh, yeah. It. We talked about the bird last week or the week before. We Man, did. Yeah, this robin, yo. It's I mean, it tacked it's me. It's this, a
0: big bird.
1: It tacked me. I'm almost ready to take it down.
0: Yeah. Take its little eggs. But I had but, a friend in college. I was afraid of birds. Every time the bird flew over, she would like squeal and well i'm fine with the bird
1: until it like literally flies at you going to attack it did to you yesterday
0: it's protecting its eggs whatever it should have found a better place for its eggs because
1: it's it's coming to a quick end (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm not going to touch the bird it's
0: a big it's a big beautiful nest
1: um sunday was really fantastic glad to have you back mother's
0: day oh so good to be back I shouldn't say pulpit. Did I just say pulpit? Yeah, up shake on it the off. stage, shake it off. JB. Behind the
1: little mic, whatever you call it now. Uh, Alex Morris filled in last week. Did a great job talking about taking up your cross and denying yourself.
0: Which, by the way, yes. Alex is leading an interest meeting for the London mission trip this Wednesday night at the office. At what time? At six thirty at our office. Uh, so if you just want to see the office and you're not interested in London, you can come over. Um, but no, seriously, if you're interested at all in the London trip, uh great this Wednesday, That's tomorrow, right. six thirty.
1: So Alex Morris, yes, and he was he preached last Sunday when you were in Branson at real life Hollister, Missouri, right across the river apparently from Branson. Branson, Missouri. Uh and he was on the podcast. So if you did if you missed last week's podcast and great. you want to know our new missions pastor, then it's it was a good snippet. I think a quick look at his life. I think he was pretty transparent. And speed dating. <laughs> speed dating. That's great, Daniel, with the title. And um, so listened to it last week, but we were glad you were back up on the stage, Freddie. As I told you, you bring a presence that is just wonderfully invigorating and inspirational. Always Thanks, is man. for me. Thanks, uh, let, me
0: t- let me tell you how great it is. Let me tell you how great it is. We, um, <laughs> so, you know, anybody that visits the church for the first time and gives us their info gets a phone call, like within 24 hours. And we've got a great team of ladies that make these calls, you know, and um, it's uh, it's a great ministry, great ministry. And so uh, the ladies that make the calls capture notes and we upload the notes into our database, into the individual's profile, right? So we just keep copious notes on all the people so that we can customize our ministry touches to to people so that we can know who people are, you know, if, and... So here's one that came through. I'm not going to tell you the name, but uh, Kim called this person. Kim Pierce called this person. Kim Pierce? Um, and uh, we collected their info after uh, at Real Life Kids. Today was their first Sunday. Military. They've only been in town a week. Provided mailing address was a was a hotel because they don't have housing set up yet to receive a note. They found Real Life from Google. Watched our videos on YouTube. The husband said Real Life was his first choice. So the woman shared that today's sermon did not connect with them. (laughs) They are are used to teaching style of their previous pastor, citing that they need more illustrations and jokes to connect to the sermon, which helped the man with his ADHD. Um, Kim encouraged them to visit again.
1: Maybe he'll have a guest preacher next
0: (laughs) time. I'm
1: available next Sunday
0: if you need it. That's right. (laughs) They should visit three times before deciding not to return. Way to go, Kim Pierce! No, it's great. Need more oh, well. jokes. Need more jokes. Uh, that was very unexpected. I did not. I did not. You did not prompt me for yeah. this. A Jew, a Gentile, and a Baptist walked walk, walk into a bar.
1: Well, for the other uh, seven hundred change, i made. A law, the page. you're a pastor
0: and a videographer. <laughs> walk into a coffee shop all right we got to
1: stop that's just that's priceless can you send me a screenshot of that yeah. <laughs> so when you get this big I puffed will. up head i just cannot wait that's to right that no view. no isn't
0: it no it's good Re- what we, <laughs> we like to say real life is for anybody but it's not for everybody right yeah real life is for anybody but it's not for everybody
1: if you didn't get a laugh of that then you're just in a bad mood when you're listening to this that's right uh Let's see. How do we go? right? Real, real life, <clears throat> real life. I had baby dedication. Timmy Newsbomber is going to start this Sunday. Timmy Nussbummer, um will be our new associate pastor. He's from New Jersey. You can go listen to the podcast about I don't know four or five weeks ago. You can learn all about Timmy, um, but he'll be walking around with that little bald head uh, if you can see him because he kid is kind of short. Um, that's hilarious. That's just for Timmy Jonathan. to listen to. Okay, so. Well, well, let me, let me make my point. Let me make my point. Uh, and so Timmy's big thing was, his big joke is that when he first heard about real life, he talked about hearing that real live babies, not real life.
0: Yep. So they they're really alive. They came over Saturday night That's and, hilarious. and they said,
1: "Are they having real live babies on the stage?" on Sunday?" Real live babies. Real That's live funny. Babies. And
0: there were some, there were a lot of real live babies. Real kids. life students. So Jonathan, um, we you know, we this is usually unscripted here. Uh, we we agree on a couple things we're going to talk about, but I, my favorite thing is trying to catch you off guard, but um, you just caught me off guard on that one yeah, comment. Yeah. But before today, before today, any time that you would mention Timmy's name, no, no, no. no. You we would, cannot do this. Yeah, of course. No, we can't do no, this. No, no, of course. You you would say it. How would you say it? You, I can't you, do it anymore. Well, you, I just it's not in me anymore. Well, you would say Timmy. <laughs> and and it was just a thing that you did with Timmy. It's what I've right? always done. You did guys with are Timmy. lifelong friends. Yeah. And you would do this thing. Timmy. So Timmy! On the, on, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Timmy. Yeah, so on the podcast, you did what you just did. Yeah, in like church. over the last forever right five weeks Gosh. several times and then a good friend real lifer brought it to your attention that that the crude cartoon south park which i had rarely remembered much less never watched had a poor little handicapped kid
1: yes and his in name a was, wheelchair
0: and no, his name was kid. timmy yes and you know that like that cartoon probably couldn't make it in today's culture i would hope not right um but but they i mean they kind of made fun of this handicap yes. kid in the cartoon it's really distasteful and our really good friend said do you know yeah like you're going to get real life into a lot of trouble jonathan <laughs> because of the way he just assumed I knew. you were making fun of the no no cartoon handicap kid didn't know didn't know So South real Park. life real life listeners near and far jonathan had no idea that the way he was yelling timmy timmy uh, sounded exactly like exactly. the little handicapped boy in South Park. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, don't look it up. Pull up YouTube. Do not look it up. And, and, and search. Do not look it pull up. Pull up YouTube and search. Do not uh, listen to South this. Park,
1: Timmy. Do not listen to what your pastor's saying
0: yeah. right now. So, for those that got offended Jonathan, because I, I said that, I am I, I'm completely I, like, I know sorry. What, I know what South Park is, but I didn't like watch it a lot. i never you know? watched it. And. So when so when I searched YouTube, Timmy, I I laughed absolutely hysterically because I knew you were like absolutely mortified. I was
1: mortified. So to our very good friend who will go unnamed, um, (laughs) thank you for bringing this to my attention. And so, as of that moment, which was last week, I have not until today said that word the way I just said it, and it will not.
0: Surprised you let it out
1: when he came out. I'm surprised you
0: let when he came
1: over. I even called him Tim. Yeah. I think I'm gonna start calling him Tim Tim.
0: It's oh my goodness. Tim
1: Tim so, unless that's on some show that's making fun of somebody else. Who knows? All right, enough of that. Thanks, Fred, for embarrassing me this morning. All right. Uh <clears throat> we're gonna talk about some events at the end on the third segment. Summer studies, re mentioned London trip, and then and then also the graduation. But let's go to your last this is we're I'm reading off the brain dump. Um your last point, if you're ready to move on to the last Sure, point. man. You say some real lifers recently assisted a woman finding and getting uh, getting into an apartment. They got her a ton of furniture and a washer and dryer. I love hearing these stories. And so uh, da- Daniel was just pr- telling us right before we started a full story of how that happened. Let me just summarize it, and I want you to just jump into this. because, Listen, if you're not understanding the importance of, of this kind of story, then you're missing the point of why... Jesus came down, and while we, in Freddie's leadership, do what real life does. And so this lady called into the church office or the whatever, and from that spun off connections to prayer team, to Bing Verbist.
0: It spun off to Kim Pierce. She sent us a message There you on, go. Take fa- the story. You Facebook. know better than I do. She sent us a message on Facebook. Thank you. Go ahead. The message came in, we began to correspond with her and then I think she visited and met Bing Verbus at the prayer station and she shared her situation. Um and she was in a hotel needing a place to live. She had a job, just a a difficult situation. Anyways, uh Bing felt greatly burdened. Uh he connected her to Kim Pierce and uh, um And because Kim is a part of a community group, that was her natural pivot when she encountered somebody with a need that was more than she could meet, right? So she looped her community group in, and the next thing you know, this woman's got an apartment, and she's got a washer and dryer, and she's got furniture in her apartment, and it's just fitted out. And um, Bing was blown away that this community group was activated with such a passion to meet this woman's need. It was really beautiful, you know, really beautiful. A lot of times we think community groups just are in homes, just kind of discussing the sermon. But here's a great example of a community group being activated together to serve someone in great need. And a lot of times, Jonathan, we meet people with needs that are more than we individually could meet on our own. And then you loop your community group in and bam. It's just hard for you to use the word lone wolf Christians. You just cannot do
1: it. It's not how God created us. The first crisis in creation, Freddie, was, yeah, alone. was that, he was, that not, Adam not, was not alone. Not good for man to be alone. So he created us to be in community. You cannot serve the needs of the people around you by yourself all the time. You yeah. cannot do that. And so real life, if you did not know this, podcast listener. That Real Life has community groups. I know they're, they're ramping down right now. So if you were not part of a community group, then um, you just missed out. I'm, not gonna, I'm just not going to lie. You missed out. I would have missed out um, if I had not been part, actively part of my community group, our community group. Um, but just think that the hands and feet of Jesus responded to the needs. that I'm not talking about spiritual needs, even though she did get her spiritual need met her absolute physical needs sitting in a hotel room couldn't do it much longer reaches out and before you know it you've got people at real life that care for this lady that were in community that were able to contribute to this lady's having furniture washer and dryers literally right around from where she works and uh and then you know two weeks later she's sitting with one of the elders praying. To receive Jesus and justify justification of her soul. Amen. I mean, what better picture of the church being the hands and feet of the physical needs, yeah, emotional needs, and then ultimately giving her opportunity for the satisfaction of her spiritual. Yeah,
0: need. yeah. So, way to go, Pat Pierce, Mark Winara. Is it? Is it Pat and Mark? Pat, Pat and, Mark's and Mark's community group. Yep, yeah, that's right. Who leads that group? Glenn Fox. Yeah, Glenn Fox. Yeah, yeah I was
1: there. That's where I went. Yeah, great time. Yeah, great time. Yeah, great time. Yeah, Glenn yeah. and them do a great job. patting them. Um, so anyway, so on, the, on that
0: note, yes. they don't have to miss out forever right? In the fall, in September, oh, yeah. we'll relaunch community groups um, uh, If you're interested in hosting If you're interested in facilitating community groups We're going to need a lot more community groups God's growing his church Reach out to us uh, But this summer, you've got an opportunity to connect through summer studies So right. text Mission to 97000 right now And check out the different summer studies Jonathan, you're leading one Yes. What are you one. teaching?
1: I'm leading, finding our value or teaching or finding our value in the Sabbath. So it's going to be hopefully very interesting what you think about Sunday and the Sabbath, what I'm going to try to bring out of what I think God's Word says, the value in the Sabbath, but finding our value.
0: Where did you get that Sabbath. book, that Walter Brueggemann book?
1: Uh, Amazon, but Timmy.
0: Oh, my goodness. A year
1: ago. He, I, I, I had a lot of interest in the Sabbath a year ago. And our, Timmy and I were talking. That was when the Southern Baptist Convention was going on. Brug- Brug- no, he's very liberal. I think. And Timmy already said. Okay. I, he, he says he's out there. The Southern. book looks
0: great. This, it did looks you see, great.
1: me I actually underlined it. I, yeah, yeah. I brought it out last I week.
0: To, you've already read the whole thing because I turned to the, toward the back, and you had markings in the book. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. you guys, Jonathan is about to teach an amazing lesson on well, the Sabbath. Oh, I don't know. So, amazing. Come on. When are you going to do it?
1: Uh, last week of July on Wednesday nights, going through the every Wednesday in August. I think that's the twenty seventh. I don't there you know, go. but five thirty to six thirty. Hey, what better
0: way to kick that's off nice. an amazing fall, other than studying about the Sabbath in the month of August?
1: And there is seven others or so. Listen, I said three weeks ago, th- this is a great way for you to put your toe in the water about community groups. Sure, sure. Um, so well,
0: You know, one of our values is margin for mission. I know that. You know. I know all of them now. By Do the way. you? What are they? Just you, no, I, no, didn't no. Want to, I interrupted you. Give them to me. All four. Keep here. it real. Keep it Jesus.
1: Good. Margin for mission. Yes. Equip and empower. Yes. And uh, shh, grace and truth in relationships. Bam. Because we're a flourishing people in a multiplying
0: movement. Oh, man. Boom, boom. I put you on the spot a few boom, weeks boom. ago, and you're like, never again will I not know our... What's our mission? Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. No, no, no. That's our, that's our mantra. That's our mantra. What's our flourishing mission? Flourishing people. That's multiply. our vision. That's our vision. What's our mission? Our mission is to to,
1: to, to glorify Jesus' It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> the way it is. Or, no, our
0: mission is on the giant first banner, <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> oh my God. before the giant second banner. You what's our rather mission? rather make fun of me than do anything, I think. You <laughs> preach God's our, is, words. So what's you our mission? You tell me. I don't two know. Two Ds. Two Ds. I did a whole sermon series. Delighting <laughs> in God. Yes. And? Delighting in God. And? Discipling the people. Others. 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 There you go.
1: Is that really it? <laughs> yes. Glorifying God
0: and delighting no. in others. Delighting no. in God and. Discipling others. Discipling others. I think you just we made it these really. Banners. We made it really difficult, Jonathan. <laughs> we made it really. Is
1: this the one right across from me at the bow and
0: <laughs> Yes. It's the one I look at every It is Sunday. the one you stare at while you're teaching. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. I uh, am impressed uh, with your command of our values.
1: Next week, you asked me about this delighting thing, and I got it. We only did like eight weeks sermon um, series. Um, that. I'm very grateful. Yes. Podcast listener, I hope you're having fun. We're going to dig into some truth this morning other than making fun How of How about me. all those
0: babies Sunday, man?
1: Real live babies, 22 of them, according to Daniel Cox. Yes. 22. And all of them are pretty well behaved, even.
0: Signs of life. I love it. It's beautiful. Great stuff. What did you think about the, the congregation reading as part of the, the baby dedication?
1: Okay. Well, this was very organic. So if you remember when I did my sermon in January, I did a responsive reading. Or maybe it was, is yes, it, I, I did that, a Is that
0: Sunday that you had 40 slides, 40 <laughs> sermon slides? I'm sorry. Sarcasm is <laughs> not is edifying. This the third way he's and made fun of me this And we do party. not want to cultivate a anyway, culture of sarcasm. Anyway, yes, we really it don't. was
1: the kingdom. When, but we had gone to Rachel's nieces, uh, oh, yeah. their Presbyterian yeah, church, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they went to their whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, And they do responsive reading. And I said I looked over at Rachel on Sunday, I said, Man, I love this responsive reading thing. It's so great. It it engages the people instead of just sitting there with their hands in their pockets. They get to talk out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even raised my hand, Fred. You asked us to raise our hands. I did it. Thank you. I thought you'd be impressed with me. That was a I didn't have to do that. John. It's a step. Hey.
0: I'm so encouraged. Discipling others. I'm so encouraged. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts before we dump it <clears throat> before we dump it, dump the brain dump.
1: You said you had another story, but was it
0: the- yeah, no, I have, I do have another story. you know there's a, there's a lady and her husband that moved to town, and we've talked about this lady before, but her husband died. She reached out to our church, and she didn't know us from Adam, and we I ended up I ended up preaching his funeral and um, and so now she's a widow not knowing anybody other than who she's now met at our church. And uh, she was in a tough spot, um, you know, this weekend. And uh, Daniel sent... Daniel Cox. Daniel Cox sent a woman over to her house on Friday to care for her. And then Daniel reached out and called her on Saturday uh, to care for her. And she was there Sunday. And, um, you know, the, the scripture says that, pure and undefiled religion is to care for orphans and widows in their distress. And I just love that God has given us the opportunity to care for widows. And, um, you know, so church is not an event that you come to and consume. Church is a family that you belong to, where you love one another, you bear one another's burdens, you meet each other's needs. And so um, what a privilege, and it's, it's deeply rewarding when, you shift from church being an event that you attend and consume to a family that you belong to, that you serve and invest in. And so make that shift. If you're just a spectator, if you're just a listener, if you're just on the fringe, uh, roll up your sleeves and don't attend, be a part of the family. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we had a theme this morning and it's the theme of what real life's all about. So, uh, be engaged with the people and what Real Life's doing, even in their mission.
0: That's Providing right. writing in God. And That's right. That's right. JV, we'll come back, talk about the sermon a little bit in yeah, just we'll a minute. Part. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. We believe God has put you in the neighborhood and in the job and at the ballpark or at the gym right where he wants you to influence and invite others into His story, into a relationship with Him. So here's today's challenge. Text a friend right now. Stop what you're doing. Send them a message and invite them to join you at Real Life this Sunday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be their first step into a relationship with God. Every Sunday is somebody's first Sunday at Real Life. So text that friend today. And we're back.
1: All right, Freddie. So,
0: um, Jonathan, did you did your family get a picture in front of the balloon? We did thing?
1: not. Rachel really wanted it at the end of uh, the second service, which is the end of
0: our community group, and they were lined up. Jenny Bussy did such a great job getting that Beautiful. balloon installation up. It was it was fun. I loved it.
1: I don't even know. We I even got a picture. We were going to do it Sunday evening. And I don't know if we did. What a
0: horrible husband. Shake I it am. off. Oh, my goodness. Hey, man, Mother's Day's coming next year. 2
1: <laughs> <laughs> Corinthians 12 was the um, the scripture that you uh, preached from. Um, it was kind of a Mother's Day kind of sermon, I think, that you were trying to wrap into. I think you did a great job with the apron. The apron was just the best thing. Yeah. yeah. So if you missed it, go to YouTube, I think, mm-hmm. or Facebook, um, and you can look at the hymn. Getting under his apron and why he got under his apron—I <laughs> think we'll leave that for suspense for those that didn't hear the sermon. Um, but it was just a great way, a great uh, picture. It wasn't a really good joke. If you had done a good joke, it'd been better probably. You didn't get the joke about the joke. That's I didn't the, know the comment. The lady said you should have had a joke, and it'd be oh, better. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little so, slow this morning. The apron, the apron was really good, but um, but you did. You don't usually. You don't ask me very often. But you asked me this last week to say, hey, here's just a couple words. I really just want you to look at it. And so for those that, for those that don't understand why I – I was thinking about this this morning, Freddie. Well, I, I really want to know the words. English is fine. English is great. Um, but I really want to look at words because, you know, I'm just a – I wanted to be a word guy. Uh, I just, you studied Latin. Studied Latin and really got you my taught interest. taught Latin. I taught Latin, studied Latin, and then my Latin professor at Austin P was also a linguistic guy. Yeah, this
0: is hardwired in you. You can't get away from
1: this. So the reason I like it is because, you know, there's these concepts that we can't see. They're they're invisible concepts, but it, we would call them truth. There's this truth that just never changes. Right, Fred? That's right, man. Truth is truth. And, and so what we are trying to do with language is to... Bring it down to a symbol, which we call letters, and we put some symbols together. We create words to create an understanding so we can communicate those to other people. If we didn't need to do that, we would just do it by telepathy. What? Am I boring the people?
0: uh, Somebody's falling asleep. No, they're not. Let me get to my point. Let
1: me get to my point. And so we use these symbols and these words, and words become sentences and sentences become paragraphs. And all we're trying to do, listen, all we're trying to do is communicate a concept of which we cannot see. And so when I want to look at the Greek word, or I want to look at a Hebrew word, in context, I'm really trying to see, because no symbol, no letter, no word can truly ever really represent, the like in this case, the sufficiency of God's grace.
0: Well, language is all we have. It's
1: all we got to la- communicate. La-
0: language is all we have. I think that's one of the reasons why that beautiful promise uh, in 1 Corinthians, I believe it is, you know, what, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has for for those who that love him. And, you know, so it's like, okay, we have language, and language is sufficient, but it isn't sufficient. Correct. It's sufficient to do exactly what God wants it to do, Right. So so language does exactly what God wants it to do. Um but but language alone cannot give us an unfiltered, unadulterated encounter with the Lord like we will have. That's right. When we're uh, face when, to face when we're glorified. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
1: So so you asked me to look up, I think the word sufficient in the Greek. I think that was one of the things. Perfected. You- oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Perfected. Shake You're it right. off. I went to sufficient in our Shake it group. And perfected. And so, so that's kind of where, we're, and so that's where the spyglass came out of, which was great, of how.
0: Yeah, I didn't explain it well enough. I should have I told him the actual Greek word, which was.
1: It's telestai, or I, can't, I don't have it in front of me right now, but.
0: Yeah, and it's the same word that Jesus. Said it is finished. Right. So when
1: he was on the cross and it was all over. Yeah. He says "t telestai" or "t telestai." I don't know how you say it, yes. uh, but "t is how I say it. And it's and finished. he is saying it is finished, it is complete, yeah. it yeah. is perfected. Listen, yeah. there's nothing else.
0: Which is this, such a powerful concept to think about: God's power being completed, being made whole, being made complete in us, in our weaknesses. And I, I man, the nail was there i just didn't hammer it down no 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 well yeah
1: no but I, no but you well in the first service so we talked about how that spyglass you know yeah. is it telescopes out we would call right. it telescopes it right it moves segment by segment it by perfects
0: segment. it finishes it gets all the way to the end it's,
1: so that there's a point to that that's right. and the point to that was if you look at that word means far viewing is that we are then able to see something that we were not able to see before. That's
0: right. Listen, That's right.
1: when you're looking at a spyglass or a telescope or you know, a microscope, same concept, you've got it right next to your eye. Use your other eyes closed, because then you would not understand it. it'd be distorted.
0: So I used a little telescope as an illustration to illustrate <laughs> to illustrate the um the, the promise that God's power is perfected. In our weakness, so that word "perfected" uh, is the same root from the telescope, right? So, I I just wanted to, for those that maybe didn't get to hear the sermon, just catch them up. So, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. And so, my my point was with with God saying, "It's your His grace, His strength is perfected when in our weakness." The point I was trying to say when we were talking about this last week was the spyglass as it, or the telescope as it comes out in every segment. It's a slow movement, but when you finally can complete the full segments out, that we are looking at something we could not see before, and we're not looking at the things we can see before. You're not worried about the things that are right in front of you, the things that get us distracted, the things that distort our understanding of truth, but when we focus in on what the telescope has done, we are able then to see something far, far better than what's before us. And we only do that, I think this is the scripture, that we only do that when we
0: are weak. Yeah, that's right. Well, the telescope strengthens our sight, right? And it expands. So the idea was, if we can't see, we just say, well, I can't see, the telescope extends. I can't see, the telescope extends. I can't see the telescope extends, and uh, that's 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 how we receive God's power. Is we get in God's presence and we say, Lord, I can't. Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't. Lord, I need you. We depend upon Him, and in it's in depending upon Him in faith, in His presence. You guys tapped on this as a community group.
1: Oh, yeah, wow. it was great.
0: Tell, Tell us you, about it.
1: So community group. I told you yesterday, it was just really, really, just really great. Um, and so we did. We hit. We hit this perfection of the telescope, but we really hit that what God has done for us in what His grace, but what He has done for us is enough. And that's that word sufficient, mm-hmm. that it is enough. And, you know, we said, I, I kind of brought out that the word enough is kind of what I would call a pejorative word, uh, something that's kind of looked down upon because it's just enough. Mm -hmm. But that's not the word here. (laughs) When in the Greek, when it talks about sufficiency, it's not enough in the pejorative way, in the way that's just like, I wish I had more, but I'll just, I guess that's enough. This enough is everything that we can need is enough, that His grace is enough. There's nothing more that we could have but for God's grace. Now listen, we try every day in our abilities, in our wisdom, supposedly, in our Physical or emotional strength to do all kinds of things. And what was so cool about this, Freddie, was Alex Morris talked about denying ourselves last week and taking up the cross. And we went through—I don't know—ten, 15 minutes of trying to explain what that meant or what it didn't mean. In the community group, yeah, and also in the podcast. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry. And so I was like, it was so great to dovetail these together. I don't know that I have the answer for either one of these, but I just know in 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 my thinking in my meditation on this um, in the last week, in the last eight days, nine days, that that what God has before us is enough. That's not the pejorative enough. That means it is everything that we need. And if we try to do something outside of that, then we're using our strength to, quote-unquote, add on to what God's provision is for us. And when we try to add on to something, that God does not have for us, then what we are saying is no different than what Adam and Eve said in the garden is that what you have given and created and provided to me without charge is not enough. Yeah. It's not good enough.
0: Yeah. And so
1: that when we stand in our weakness, which is in the, in the Greek, it means without power, but not the same power that the strength word is. That's dunamis. We talked about that's dynamite. That's the dunamis Ephesians six. That's God's power. But when we are in our weakness, when we don't have the—the the, the Greek word just means the ability, the strength and the ability to maybe move and be mobile, to stand on our own, if you want to look at it that way. When we choose not to stand on our own desires, our own motivations, but when we stand in the strength of what God has set before us, that is enough.
0: Yeah, so I want to drive this home just really practically. I think about the mom who really is buried in laundry. And she's so exhausted that she feels like she does not have the resources to be kind. She's just raw. She's just at the end of her rope. It's been a long day at work. Now she comes home, and the laundry's overwhelming. And the kids are kind of nagging or complaining or fighting with one another. And the mom feels like she does not have the personal resources to be kind, which is the fruit of the spirit. This is that moment that in her weakness, she needs the Lord to be strong. So it's a walk by faith. It's a moment in a process of depending upon the Lord by faith, remembering his promises, taking a moment, praying and asking for his help and trusting that that you're going to receive his power. I think about Jonathan, you sitting around the table uh, trying to close a deal and you've got Entitled, uh, never unrealistic, never uh, demanding people that are unreasonable. They just won't reason, and it's exasperating to you. And in that moment, you don't have the strength to be patient. It's at the end of the day you've already you've already gone head and shoulders above to get this deal in the day that they wanted it done. And the Lord wants you to be patient and you don't have that strength. And in that moment in your weakness, you depend on the Lord. You shoot up a prayer of dependence on the Lord. You receive his strengthening power. It, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times we try, we overcomplicate it. We make it more mysterious than it is. And Jesus said, no, we've got to have a childlike faith. So, that kind of the last point of the sermon was recognize your weaknesses and receive His strength, and and a lot of people's response to that is is but how but how but but what but but how but what you, know, you know, it like I want to complicate that more, and certainly there is some mystery to that, but I think I think the aim and I think what's more helpful is to take the Lord at His word, um, and and to apply faith to His promise, and in recognizing our weaknesses in that moment. When you depend upon the Lord, you trust that He's going to strengthen you, and and, and it's amazing. You, you know, um, Daniel Cox was on his way over here this morning, getting behind <laughs> traffic. <laughs> you know, you know so it's, it's, it's in these moments, and you know, so I, Jonathan, I think like the the reason I was so excited to share this text Sunday is I feel like I feel like we come up against our weaknesses every day, multiple times a day. You know, in in, in other words, the the kind of way that the lord desires us to live is so anti-worldly and anti-flesh like it it just goes so against the grain it's otherworldly it's supernatural right it's it's refreshing in the most wonderful kind of a way but it's it's so difficult it requires his strength and uh, which requires faith here's one of my favorite verses that i feel like encapsulates this in in and i think i think this i think these verses help us not to try to compartmentalize it but understand that we can walk by faith uh, this is Colossians 1 28 and 29 him we proclaim this is this is a great kind of core verse for a pastor's ministry him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ for this I toil struggling, With all his energy, that he powerfully works within me. So I think, like you know, it's it's easy for somebody to come to a come to a place and go. Well, I don't know how to receive. I don't know how to receive his strength. The Lord Jesus told Paul, "My my my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect. My power is perfected in your weakness." And then people go, "Well, I don't know how to do that." Well, you live in faith, trusting the promises of God, depending upon the strength of God, and you'll receive it. That's what Paul says. He says, for, for this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. I, there's, there's not a better picture in the scripture that I know of that 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 brings together us living our life, making our choices, making our decisions, trusting moment by moment his strength and his power does that yeah <clears throat> yeah so
1: yeah so what i was going to piggyback on that was so we, we got to think through this so when we hear the word weakness and we hear the word strength i think a lot of our mindsets go to you know maybe it's working out in the morning some plates and weights that's the first thing okay. i think about yeah, right that's the and, most
0: basic idea right that's right And
1: so i don't know that this is what we're talking about here And it doesn't mean that, well, if I'm weak, which means, well, I really don't need to go to work today, or I really don't need to eat right, or don't need to exercise, I really don't need to have to be nice to anybody. That's just, I'm just a weak person. I don't think that's what we're talking about here. God has, is desirous and has commanded us to to fulfill what he's done in our bodies. That's strengthening your mind. That's learning things. That's walking and doing exercise. That's eating right. That's going to a job and trying to earn a living so you can pay for the things that you need. That's not what he's saying don't do. Do those things. But what I think he's really saying is, but don't establish your steps. Don't establish your value. Don't establish your... Alex Morris said this last week. He finally looked in the mirror at himself and realized he really wasn't the good guy he thought he was, that he was a broken man that only God could deliver. So when we talk about this weakness. It's without strength. The strength meaning you need to continue to do the things that God's got you to do, whether that's work or job or kids or whatever. But listen, while you're going about your business doing that, trying to do good, trying to make yourself better, listen, listen, you cannot establish that on your own. There's no foundation or footing that you can continue to do that. While you are doing, let God, listen, let God perfect that. Let God be enough. You will rely on what He is doing in His power in establishing your steps every day. I know that's just a difficult concept, so let's think of it this way. Look about less what you're doing. You need to be careful what you do, but why are you doing it? God calls the he heart it? of a man with David. Why did he love David so much? Because he had a heart for God. He wanted to do. He had the motivation, the desire to do. We all know he didn't do. Correct. Every time. yeah. Most of the time. But he had the heart that whatever God wanted and whatever God wanted him to do, he really wanted to follow God in that, and yeah, that well, is His power.
0: Well, g- going back to this particular text that we looked at on Sunday, um, I was struck by the Apostle Paul begging the Lord to take his thorn away, and and the Lord allowed Satan to harass Paul and to give him some sort of physical ailment, and you know, and and so it's like how many people over fifty do you know that like don't have something aching on their body, right? So, just a real practical application is is when when people's bodies are aching and hurting and not cooperating like they did 15 years ago, the temptation is to give in to to stay at home, to stay in bed, to to give up, to complain, you know, all those things. So, so here's a real. Pr- I mean, this is exactly what Paul was facing. He was begging the Lord to take it away, um, and so. I think just even like when your body won't cooperate, here's a promise. God's grace is sufficient. You know, I think about those that, you know, battle um, mental illness and maybe they wrestle with depression and melancholy or anxious thoughts, you know. And uh, I think Paul's model is informative for us where he, he pleaded. He pleaded with the Lord. So I want to caution our listeners to um, not to not look for the shortcut. In other words, in other words, Paul's way um, of receiving the God's power was through pleading for the removal of the pain, and so 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 don't try to shortcut things but in your desperation desperately seek the lord and and that's where that's where you'll find um that's where you'll find his power you know so so that's where pain really does become our servant you know and nobody likes to hear that nobody wants that nobody wants to, but but there's many people that are going through a variety of painful difficulties and circumstances today and the good news is, God sees it. God cares about it, and God has power to strengthen you through it. Um, you just have to tap into God's presence, and it's it's pleading with God, tapping into His presence that gives you the 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 power to to persevere. I'm not. I didn't mean to give you four Ps there. No,
1: no. Me. So, um, so in community group. I keep saying community group, I really want y'all to have a, a thirst for a community group it's just it's a really it was a wonderful experience for us had a nice text couple of text afterwards of of it was just a great time to to enjoy God's word and enjoy the truth behind god's word and so we we started with the concept that to understand what you just said and what we've been talking about this morning and to understand the basis and the context of how Paul wrote this. Is where you started, and, and I'm really want, we don't have time for it this morning. But the sovereignty of God, you have that's the touchstone here, and at the same time, it's the sovereignty and love of God all wrapped up into this weird foundational rock. That the touchstone here is if you can't understand the concept of God's sovereignty and what that really means, then this is just going to be really hard. And in fact, I think the entitlement that you used, I think you used the word entitlement in the sermon. I know you'd used it this morning. Entitlement comes from a place of standing of which you have not established yourself, but God has established for you. And you take for granted the fact that he can take that foundation away. I'm not talking about foundation of salvation. I'm talking about where you stand in society, where you stand financially, where you stand emotionally. I hate to say it, but you just went on with it. Where you stand physically. Mm -hmm. That where we stand today, we believe we own that, we <laughs> deserve that. No, no, even worse, we controlled yeah. and we had something to do with that. Yeah. And I think understanding sovereignty of that when God acts and how he acts yeah. or how he chooses not to act yeah. is right. Listen, it's right because yeah. God is righteous. Now, let me make let me finish yeah. my point. So when God establishes us physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, whatever you want to say, that is his favor on us. That's yeah, the word grace. That's right, that's right. That is his favor. When he establishes us in, a, in, a, in an area, it does not mean that we deserve to stay there even. And that's a, that's a tough, tough, tough thing. Excuse me. That his favor is sovereign. It is free to us. It costs him great expense. We don't have the rights. We can complain, but we don't have the basis of the grounding to say what God has brought me is not right, because God is always right. And with that thought being, taking up the cross last week or understanding what this power and weakness means is, where you stand today is not your doing. It was God's sovereign establishment in his love for you to be where you are. He has created you for a purpose, and that purpose, Isaiah 43 says, is to bring him glory. And that wherever we are, we are there because of what he has done for us. Yeah, yeah. So this weakness doesn't mean we don't do. We do. Yeah. But we understand the concept that we could never do enough to stand where we stand. Yeah, yeah, man. You said, oh, I think the only thing we really deserve, this is where you started on yeah, your sermon, yeah. the only thing we deserve yeah. is death and separation from God. 1 yeah. Peter 5 says, this is so great. 1 Peter 5 10, I don't know, 1 Peter 5, 9, resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, that means favor, undeserved, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. His establishment for you is for His glory and for you to follow in what His lead is in His sovereign, righteous acts.
0: So good, man. I, my heart is edified in listening to you talk about the sovereignty of God. I just, the a verse that was on my mind this morning or yesterday is God God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. And you just think this common grace that God gives to all men the warmth of the sunshine in the sky, you know, but I, you know, but, but really like connecting that to the details of our life, that becomes worship, right? So Jonathan, what's your favorite fruit?
1: Depends on the season. I'll it, say grapes.
0: You like grapes? Mm-hmm. Great.
1: Like strawberries in season though.
0: Yeah. Great. So you go to the store and you get a batch of grapes and, and you get a batch of strawberries, or you go to the fields, you go pick your own strawberries. You, I mean, yeah, but you've taken your kids to pick strawberries. Not haven't yet, you? but yeah, moving on. But sometime mm-hmm. you think about it, they're not there unless God sends the rain. They don't exist. You don't enjoy a grape, and you don't enjoy a strawberry ever, unless God sends the rain. And, and I just think that is what makes a prayer over a meal mean something. You know, for so many folks it's just like a habit. Like am I gonna you know, it's like a duty. It's like a you know, well we pray over our meals cuz I grew up praying over my meal, you know, but but when you see the sovereignty of God over all things, God sustaining all things, God is the one that sends the rain, I can't enjoy a strawberry apart from the grace of God coming in the rain, then then, like all of life gets to be worship. You know, you just offering up this heart of gratitude to the Lord. So thank you for pointing us to the sovereignty of God. So good, man. Well, you you did it. I just
1: jumped on that. So I, I hope that we've made some type of sense in this simple scripture. T.J. Lusk said in Lusk said in um, community group. Great teacher, T.J. is. Um, he said, "This is like a John three sixteen verse. Everyone, everyone should have this in quiver in their quiver, not just to <laughs> get in their, give, in, in, their, their quiver, in their quiver. Can you help us there? That you know, like arrows in quiver. I know what you're talking about. But but my point being, not quiver so you can give it to somebody. Quiver for our souls, our souls, so that when we are facing distress, which we do every day, whether that's emotional, physical, or whatever, that we know that His grace is sufficient. Listen, His undeserved favor in our life is enough." It's everything that we need at that moment and in our inability to establish ourselves or can maintain the establishment of ourselves yeah. that his strength his yeah. strength yeah. is what does that. Yeah. It's just really, really great great things. Yeah. JB I got
0: a couple of things that I yep. want to, to, to talk about, but yep. let's do it after we come back. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. But man, don't we have a lot of excuses? for why we don't honor the Lord with our money? You know, ministry takes money. And when you give, God's work is propelled forward. I wanna ask you to pray today. Pray and ask God to strengthen your faith, to deepen your resolve, to invest in His work, in His ministry. Worship the Lord today through your giving. Make a sacrifice, set up recurring giving, So that even when you can't be present at church, your gift is present. Simply text MISSION to 97000 to set up giving today. Don't hold back. Don't wait. Give to the Lord. And we are back. Jonathan, I mentioned in one of our services Sunday uh, that our missionaries in London were going through a really, really difficult time. Uh, Thomas West used the word impossible to describe the situation they were going through. And thank God we have a God who all things are possible through him. But um, Thomas and Elizabeth West and their kids, Perry Elizabeth and Shepherd, live in London, England, Queens Park, Zone 2 in London, England. And they're planting a church called Redeemer Queens Park. Um, they've had more setbacks than you can imagine through covid more shutdowns than we've had there in London over and over and over and over again and then they've just hit a very a very very difficult, challenging uh, personal situation. So one of the things that our mission team is going to be doing this summer is going to be caring for the missionaries on the ground there. and um, I just want I just want right now to pray, for Thomas and Elizabeth and their family and so I want to invite all of our podcast listeners to pray with us just stop what you're doing if you're driving down the road keep your eyes open but unite your heart with us as we pray for them and um, uh, what a what, you know what a th- this is important for us to pray for our missionaries so let's just go to the Lord Father we pray in Jesus name and by your Holy Spirit and we thank you God for your sustaining grace in our in our lives your amazing love Lord, we together, Real Life Church, want to pray for Thomas and Elizabeth and their church there in London. We want to pray for this massively challenging personal situation that, uh, that Thomas and Elizabeth are, are walking through. Father, we pray you would comfort them. We pray you would strengthen them. Father, we pray that your hand would be mightily upon them. Father, we pray you would raise them up, O God. Father, guard them from despair and dismay. Father, we pray, fend off the enemy. Uh, We pray, oh God, let their little new church there in Queens Park uh, to care well uh, for the Wests as they walk through this difficult situation. Father, help us as a church uh, on our mission trip this summer to care for them. Lord, would you just meet them where they are, strengthen them today, and let them feel your loving presence, and uh, we pray. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. JV, thanks, man. That's that's just on my heart this morning. Podcast listeners, thanks for praying with me. You can check them out. You can follow them on Instagram. You can like their Facebook page, Redeemer Queens Park, London, England. Uh, you can find them, and 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 that'll help you just have a a real time connection to their ministry. Uh, by following them on social media or checking out their website,
1: yeah, just a great story um, uh, in their in in their personal tragedy almost of in their weakness, he is strong, and they will find strength in him um, because he's the only one that could establish them. And I, I hope that's would be encouragement for them. So this Wednesday, I think you said at six thirty. Yeah, say six thirty at right. the church office. Yep. Um, there's going to be an interest meeting. Alex Morris. Um, we'll be leading that group. Yeah, go uh, check it out. In July of this year. I think he said there was a little bit, I uh, forgot what the money was, but I think there's support there if they're needed. If you want to go, show up. Or if you don't want to go, you want to see the church office, as Freddie said, show up. You can check everything out. Um, we have a graduation. Uh,
0: what do we call that? Grad Sunday recognition. Grad recognition Sunday coming is up. That is
1: two weeks.
0: It's the 22nd.
1: Week and a half away. That's right. Not this coming Sunday, but the week after. Uh, and then the week after that's Memorial Day. Yeah. So I know, I know a lot of community groups will be winding down after that. Um, what other announcement? Oh, Tim. Tim. Newsbomber, Timmy. Timmy will be there on Sunday if you see him. Yeah. Pat him on the back. Give him a big hug. Uh, he and his family. That's Robin, Ian, and Emma. We'll be there on Sunday. I look forward to seeing them. I hope you look forward to seeing them. Please give them a little encouragement. Um, It's his first Sunday.
0: That's right, man. JV, this has been fun. Hope you have a great week. Podcast listeners, we'll see you on the flip side. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real. Keep it Jesus.